Hello and welcome ever. Yeah, my word. I'm not wording good today. Hi, welcome to uh, not fighting. I, I, I <laughs> you do. like spit it out like you. Like, oh, I had to say it quick, or else I can't say it at all. Like it's an answer on like a quiz show. <laughs> I know this one. Uh, We're in a lot of trouble if I don't know this one. It's yeah, yeah it's yeah, our podcast. Sure. It's fifty percent of this thing. I'm, uh, we're both pretty tired from training today, actually. This week, it's not just the day. I think it's just week. We've we've been pretty intense training. It's the throws. I mean, summer. I don't know. You know, just training back in the swing of things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just uh, I think that that's one of the things that it's you know you and I were talking about it a little bit earlier. Just you know, training hard and um, you know having your body kind of ache and stuff like that. It's a familiar feeling. I think we've spent a lot of time doing this, but. Um, every now and then it's still kind of, you get surprised by, oh yeah, I forgot. I trained, I've been training hard the last couple of days. That's why everything hurts and I'm kind of maybe irritable. Yes. Yes. Uh, man. I just keep thinking like, I'm tired today. And I think that that, over and over again. So sorry. Okay. We're done. Let's stop complaining. I think that's one of those things that you can kind of forget about too, where, you know, like you go in some days and you want to train and you train and you're like, man, why am I doing so bad? And you don't realize like it's because maybe you're worn out from, you know, it could be a lot of different things. I've had days whenever I just have work stuff on my mind and I don't train good. But yeah. a lot of times it's just like, hey, man, you got to take a break. Yes. And that's like something like we kind of wanted to talk about today is just like the mistakes and maybe some of like the things we've done well in our jujitsu journeys or careers whatever you want to call it um because I think you know when you first start out and you know people always like ask me like when you first started training like how did you get good like fast and what did you do and for me it was training seven days a week sometimes twice a day like no rest days and it was insanity because not only was I training jujitsu I was doing kickboxing classes and doing like strength and conditioning like every day literally every day and working a full-time job and going to school full-time I was in college full-time so it's just like I don't even know how I know how I even did that or like how was it possible we were bad influences on each other in that way because I remember telling somebody and like having to like almost be like am I telling the truth because I feel like I've said this so many times I can't imagine it now but I, I mean, it was it was a regular routine for me to maybe work out five times a day. Yeah. I would wake up and run, and then I'd do MMA practice and jiu-jitsu practice or two jiu-jitsu practices, maybe a kickboxing class in there too, so that could be like the fourth. And then yeah. I'd be like, I didn't lift. I can't not lift weights. I'm not going to be weak. So yeah. that would be my fifth workout. You and I would go after our like class would get done at like 9 or 9.30, and then we'd go over to like the 24-hour fitness and work out sometimes. Yeah. We would. Uh, that's like insane. And I don't know how, um, I don't know how we did it, but I, I mean, we did it. And when you you're know, in your 20s, for you can sure, get away with it. But. For sure, it made me, um, sorry, I think they are going off. Anyway. For sure, it made me like uh, better at jujitsu and I got good quickly. Um, but I feel like there's like sometimes like you don't realize, especially when you're younger, like, how much like the miles that you're putting on your body, like the wear and tear, like long-term. And I think that something that you have to learn is, you know, the balance of it all. Like sometimes it's better to rest 
than it is just to push through a training session. Not only for your body, but it's also for like your like mental health, right? Like, cause like for me, if you show up to training and you have a bad day, cause you're just like worn out, overtrained, tired, not feeling it, can't get out of first gear. I think that, and you train bad, it's like, I just suck at jujitsu, like take my black belt, take whatever, like I'm not yeah. good enough for this well, anymore. Well, I think once you get to black belt, you've, you've trained enough to where you're not, you don't have like that that thing in the back of your head that's telling you like you might not get good anymore. You might, you might like get worse or something along those lines. And I think for me, um, you know, looking back, you know, like any dumb kid in their twenties, like I'm like invincible. I'm like, yes. all you old people complaining about your aches and pains, whatever. Like that's just cause you're going to not be in shape. I'm going to never get out of shape. Yes. And I really haven't ever gotten out of shape, but it's true. You, like you said, the miles add up. And I think that that's one of the things you have to take it take into account no matter what age you are when you start jiu-jitsu is that it does add up and while all the training like you said i mean we both have benefited from mm-hmm. like all yeah. the all the training i do think that there's a lot of instances where we've probably added just uh insult to injury on on top of just like just not needing to put in those extra miles yeah and i think especially when it comes to like getting ready preparing for like tournaments um like every time i'm preparing for a competition for me I had this like weird thing in my head. I was like, I need to train like, and I see that happen with a lot of jujitsu people. It's like, there's no taper, you know, they don't, we don't taper off. Like, especially when we're talking about like the big tournaments, that's, um, you know, like the, the world compete, but yeah, that's yes. But I'm saying in competition, I think, um, like, do I need to taper for like just doing an open on the weekend? Probably not. Like, I'll take a day off. It's just, it's not the same. I don't put the same effort into preparing for those that I would, you know, the worlds or something like that. So, but, you know, every other sport and every other like athlete has this like tapering time. And there's so much, there's actually like, like, there's a ton of research behind it. There's a ton of things like that would tell you like how to benefit. So you're peaking at the right time and you're, you know, but it's like, I think in jiu-jitsu, it's this, like, culture of just, like, push, 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 grind it out. I have to train harder than everyone else, which you see that in other things, too. But especially with all, like, the hustle porn that's out there these days where it's just, like, if you're not waking up at 4 a.m. and training and working out all day, it's, like, then you're, you know, you're a loser gonna, and you're never going to amount to gonna, anything. You're not going to get out work by all these other guys. And I, I think that that's, like, one of the things – that uh, I've learned, and it was a mistake uh, over time, is like you watch other things or you perceive that others are training harder or training more or something yeah. like that, or just that this extremely high volume or obsess- obsessive training is necessary to A, improve, or if you're competing, it's necessary to like keep up. And, you know, like having been in so many different training rooms and been exposed to so many different types of jujitsu uh like experts like just people that you know i really respect it comes in all shapes and sizes but one thing is true and that's quality over quantity right yes yeah i would i would definitely agree with that because i know there's been plenty of times like in um like along the way where we've just been training just for the sake of training like i need to train but it's like okay i show up you know i didn't have any good training partners i just was tired not feeling it and then you just roll and so it's like I just 
didn't get better. There was nothing that I did that improved my, my myself, but I just wore myself down and put like unnecessarily unnecessary wear and tear on my body. And I think that um, I'm lucky enough now where we're at a place where I always have quality training partners and people that can push me and things like that. But I haven't always had that where I can walk in a room and have like tons of just good options of training to where I'm going to get pushed and like going to have opportunities to grow. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the, you know, a similar mistake that kind of goes alongside that is, um, is training through injuries when you don't really need to. And, you know, like I think we've talked before maybe on the podcast just about like, there's a time to train around injuries, you know, like mm-hmm. some, you know, like I remember when I was dislocating my finger a whole bunch, um, it wasn't something that was going to get fixed overnight. Like, no. and it made my game better because I realized I was relying on sleeve grips too much. But realistically, you know, there's been a lot of injuries. I mean, I've realistically, had. you needed surgery on your finger and probably still do. But realistically, <laughs> I mean, now you have, an, you have two fingers you need surgery on. <laughs> I mean, they're probably never going to get it. It's true. I mean, the doctors are basically like, come back and let us know when you're done doing jiu-jitsu. I'm like, cool. Because they just want to put like a like a metal like rod in your finger. I don't know. Well, the, can you even bend the, it? To actually, to actually fix it, they like need to do fancy stuff to where it's like not going to hold up. So it's like, I don't know. I guess you can do it to my corpse when it's dead. <laughs> but realistically, like there's a lot of injuries where the you're going to train through it for what, for what purpose. You know, like yeah. all you're going to do is basically add you know, add work to your body that you don't need to. And you can you can get better sometimes. I mean, honestly, like, we talk about it a lot. Like, when you're hurt, what do you want to do? Like, you sometimes want to go to jiu-jitsu more. Like, mm-hmm. you can learn a lot just, like, sitting around, like, watching others train. Like, yeah. you know, I, I think sometimes... Sometimes you can just show up on... Be on the mats and, like, drill some things, but stay out of the, the sparring rounds or things like that. But I think we all go through that uh, in... In for me, I'll give you really good advice about what to do with an injury, but I'm not going to listen to my own advice, and that's like 100% true. And um, take and, and it's not just resting when you have injuries. Well, hey, Cash, um, it's like uh, it's knowing when like how to rehab them and doing the right things to like come back from them. So, because that's not always like fun. Mm-hmm. You know, rehabbing injuries and, and doing that is not always fun. But um, I think there's a lot of cases where, you know, you should train. You can keep training. You can work around it, you know. Like start, like, getting, uh, emphasizing new things in your game, working around, like, injuries. And then there's another time where it's like you're probably just creating bad habits and not doing anything. And I think doing yourself any service, you're just prolonging the injury. And another mistake that I think runs parallel with this, and I see a lot of others make this, and I think, you know, when you and I were talking about, like, doing this episode, talking about mistakes, you know, whenever we've done a lot of episodes, we've been like, oh, these are the mistakes that people make or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we're like, well, most of these we've made, so we could just kind of, like, be nice to people. But I think that this is one that we've made, but I see everybody making. That's at some point in jiu-jitsu, people are like, ah, man, I got to get in shape or I got to get stronger or something like that. So I think, yeah, that's one thing that people... Say, say a lot and you hear them say um instead of realizing that their technique is what's suffering they think that they just need to be stronger or in better shape or whatever and I tell people this all the time but 
There's nothing that's going to get you better at jujitsu than training jujitsu. Yep. Like, of course, do I do my strength and conditioning? Like, yes, because, you know, this, those supplement are like to supplement my training. I need those things. Um, and then some of it I just enjoy doing. So that's, you know, why I do it. But um, it's so funny to me when the people are like failing at something or just feel like they're not progressing. And then they're like, I need to get stronger. Like, I just need to be stronger. And it's like, well, or you could just be more, like, rely more on your technique because uh, if you just get better technique, yeah. then you're probably going to get have more success. Well, think about it, too. It's like, you know, if somebody, ha you probably have a friend or you've probably heard somebody say this to you before where they're like, oh, you know, the secret the secret to me showing up and actually starting to just is I want to get in shape first or whatever. Yes, yes. You're like, you're never going to get in enough shape to where you're not going to be exhausted because it's like it makes no difference that happens all the time people say that say that and they're like oh i need to i need to get in shape before i, I start training what does that even mean like why how, for the first i don't know and for a while you're not even going to be able to like spar enough that you would matter and think <laughs> about this it's like you know you if you go train like with a lower belt or a lower yes. belt like once you come train it's like you don't have to be in shape like you could you, yeah. you can like basically not break a sweat in some in some roles and so it's yes. like it's all about efficiency so that yes. that same rule that like you kind of like laugh when somebody says they're going to get in shape before they're going to come to jiu-jitsu it's like the same thing applies when you're doing jiu-jitsu so i've i personally and i know i've seen a lot of other sidetracked by like getting obsessed with like all the ancillary workouts and yeah. diets and stuff like that associated yeah. with with jiu-jitsu that are not that should be supplementary and somehow they, they end up being core. And the, the one that I haven't fallen into, but I've seen many is CrossFit. Yes. It, well, that's funny because, uh, uh, I did like, um, my cousin was like super into CrossFit. So she wanted me to come to my gym. She's like, no, that I like work out all the time. And I was like a personal trainer and doing jujitsu. So she's like, oh, you should come, you know, do the CrossFit like class with me. So I did want like one class. I went with her and, I was so sore from that class because it's like you push yourself to the max that my my I like couldn't barely train the next day. Yeah, that I think it's super common that people experience that 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 phenomenon where they're basically like, I need to get better at jujitsu. Yes, they feel like they're getting tired. Like when you start getting better at jujitsu, and then all of a sudden you you feel like, um, you know, how, I need to take that next step. A lot of times you think like, well, it's something that I need to improve about myself physically. Yeah, it's and something it's outside of jujitsu, and and most of the time for me, it's been, you know, and I I've I've done that a lot where I just because I don't know I feel like I'm not getting enough or push enough in practice that I feel like I need to work out more or do do more because I'm not instead of like focusing on my weaknesses in on the mat like I try and just supplement with things off the mat and it it's probably done me a lot more harm than good in a lot of ways because then I'm relying on my physical attributes versus my technique and, and speaking of physical attributes I think one of the mistakes that is easy to make is seeing somebody else do a move or somebody else be able to do something and be able to say like I should be able to do that too yeah like whether it's a certain game or technique or even just like the the rate at which somebody is able to train, yeah. or like they can get away with stuff that you can't get away with. It's it's hard to say, but it's it's one of those things where it's like 
the one of the worst mistakes that you can make, and probably everybody will be guilty of it at some point, is comparing yourself to somebody else in jujitsu. Yes, yes. Whether I mean, the, it it goes in line with all the aspects of things that we've talked about today. It's like whether you know what their training regimen is, what their they like to do to prepare for a tournament, what they like to do to cut weight, what they like to do for workouts, all those things. It's like to compare yourself to somebody else. Like we all have our own. Like, I mean, nobody's the same. So it's like we all have our, our like our own things that maybe it's like a mental thing where I need I like to do these things because it like mentally makes me feel prepared or better. But there's so many times it's like you you learn techniques from certain people, and I'm like, man, this isn't working for me. Like, am mm -hmm. I just doing it wrong or whatever? And it's just like, well, their attributes, like their body type, their their like like whatever makes it easy for them to do those things yeah. or makes it like just more accessible of a, of a movement, you know? And so I think that you definitely can't say like, you know, I'm going to compare, like I wouldn't try and do the same moves like as like somebody that's like a lot bigger and taller than me that like, there's going to be certain things that obviously we could what we would all do. That's like, fundamental jujitsu but yeah. like maybe their specialties like yeah i'm not gonna have like the same abilities it as, would be as, like you know like i like the barambolo i'm not i'm not a big person i'm i'm relatively small mm -hmm. and um i look at somebody like mikey musumechi and i'm like i want to do the barambolo like him but yeah. then when you watch him you realize like i'm i'm not him i can't yeah. do the things that he can do i can do the techniques but i cannot do the techniques like he can he has he can put his butt on the mat while his heels are also on the mat. Yes. You know, and I think that that's one of those things where you have to be able to look at that. And, you know, you and I being able to go through jujitsu so long together mm -hmm. where, like, I try to show you something I'm doing and you're like, I can't do that. And yeah. then me being like, oh, yeah, I Yeah, I mean, there's, like, a couple things that you've tried to show me that like, you're really good at. And I would be so frustrated and I would, like, get mad because I'm like, I'm not, like, I can't do this. And then... And then you're you're like uh like no no like you're trying to show me how to do it like the way you're doing it I'm like yeah like that's just not gonna work for me like your freaking horse legs are not the same as mine so it just you know there's just different things and so it doesn't mean that that jujitsu is a bad move it just thinks you know you have to think like oh it's just like not for me and I think Sometimes. one of the, I think one of the mistakes that I think you can make in jujitsu and I think this is more of like a longevity. More of just a, like a principle thing. So, I mean, you don't have to think of things this way. But, um, you know, I think about the practicality of things a lot of times where I'm like, um, at the end of the day, you can't let that happen. You have to be able to protect yourself against that because jujitsu has to be effective, you know. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, you and I talk about it a, a lot where, you know, somebody might say like, oh, well, we don't, I don't have to worry about that because, you know, like someone won't do that or, um, you know, just like a lot of different types of scenarios and things like that. And then you realize like, listen, at the end of the day, like you have to be able to handle just about anything. You want your jujitsu to be good. And I think mm -hmm. if you, um, if somebody gives you a certain type of problem or something like in particular is an issue for you, don't just say like, well, it's that person or, it's that one move or, you know, whatever, like figure that out. I think that that's like a real danger to your jujitsu and just yes. jujitsu in general. Yes. Yeah. I would agree with that a hundred percent. Like you definitely, um, have to workshop some things. Like don't just throw things away right away. 
if you're not like it's not working for you it, like the first time you try it well probably didn't work for the person who showed it to you the first time they tried it either and that's that's a trap <laughs> for me and you you know this about me yes. but it's like somebody might show a move and for me I'm like ah it's not part of my game Yep. Yeah, you're very, very quick to dismiss, dismiss those things. But it's funny because you're also like, oh man, like this is going to work really well for me. And then it's just like, yeah. And then you find out it's like, it's, this isn't working for me. Like this isn't going to, going to be really easy. It's easy to add into my game as I may have thought. Yeah. I've, I mean, you and I have had a chance to learn from a lot of really good instructors mm -hmm. recently. And we've been to some seminars where we're like, dude, this technique is going to change everything. This is amazing. And then, like we like a month later, we'll both be like, "Are you using that at all?" And be like, yeah. "No." And it's like that's crazy. Yet, you know, I find. I mean, on the other hand, though, it's like there's been times where it's like you're we we're like, "Yeah, I'm not really using it." And then, for whatever reason, you get to a point where it's like, "Oh, now like this makes sense in my game, or this makes yeah. sense," and like then you come back to things like there's always we were kind of talking about this yesterday about how that you always kind of circle back to techniques. It's like, man, I used to do that all the time. Yeah. Like, I was really, really good at this. Like, why did I stop doing it? And maybe it's because of an injury or, like, you start working on a different part of your game, but then you you can come back to it. And or I think, all your training partners know you do that and yes. they all go out of their way to shut it down yes. and then they all forget. That's one thing that you have to be careful of, too, is just, like, I, I don't – I can't play this anymore because at the academy – you know, nobody lets me do it. And it's like, yeah, because they know what your game is. So everybody's, A, probably going to get good at defending it, and B, going to do everything they can to not let you get yeah. into that kind of stuff. So um, I will get frustrated by that a lot. Um, having Especially if you have, like, a limited number of, like, good training partners. Yes. Like, that are even with you or something like yeah. that. And I would be frustrated. I'm like, like I, my stuff is not working. Like, I can't even get into it. People... And I'm like, people are just doing dumb things so that I, and it's like, okay, instead of being mad that like that particular like thing isn't working, it's like, okay, well, if they're not giving me that answer, they're giving me something else because yeah. they're not reacting the proper way to that, to defend that. So it's like, there's another, there's a next step that I can take advantage of. And so it's like, then you start doing that. Well, now they have to actually try and defend your game and then you're in it. And I think that that's, you know, that's a mistake that people can make um, of not training with somebody because maybe they're hard or they're difficult. We've probably all had different times when you're like, oh, I don't feel like rolling with that person today. Yeah. I, used, I mean, Moose, whenever I used to train with him every day, one yeah. of my good friends trained together all the time. It was not fun training with him. He's bigger, stronger. Sometimes it hurts to roll with him. And, you know, yeah. like some days you're not feeling it, but you know it's the right thing to do and it's going like to make it better. The, the days that you came home uh, from training with Moose and, like, there would be days that's like you had to train with him, like, multiple rounds. And I just was like, I just wanted to put you in an ice bath and, like, let you be because cool he off. was just, <laughs> just in a we bad way. Time, where we were at at the time in, in terms of just being able to challenge and push each other, we were in some cases the only two. And so, yeah. you know, like you – ended up with this like obligation you felt like to, to to train and help each other and yep i don't know how many times i heard him but probably none none times none hurt his feelings maybe <laughs> um the, 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 i think that that's one of the things that you can make the mistake of doing is just um hindering your own growth by not expanding out like if you only train at one place like 
whenever you go on vacation, bring a gi with you. Whenever yeah. you have a chance to travel, train with as many people as possible. Like, get exposure because, like you were saying, you can kind of fish out the waters on your techniques at your yep. academy. Yep. And then whenever you go train with somebody new, that technique that you were really good at that everybody knows you do, mm-hmm. like, you'll be training at some somebody new, and then all of a sudden you'll be like, oh, my God, I can't believe you were falling for yeah. it. Like, yeah. oh, it works so great. Yeah. And it'll make sure that you don't, like, completely lop off stuff you're good at from your game. Yeah, I think that that's something that um, when we started training jiu-jitsu that we were always encouraged to cross-train when we could. And, you know, um, like, traveling, we would always, like, bring our geese and try and, like, seek out different people to, to – um, train with or even you know I our professor would have you know there's a couple gyms in town that we had good relationships with and he would you know um have days where it's like oh we're gonna have special training and Mm -hmm. bring people in or whatever I know we we went to train with our friends like um uh Kyle like when we were in St. Louis and having those cross training abilities is like it's nice because you get you get to see new things Mm-hmm. It's not only do do you get to use the stuff that you're good at, but now you get to see other people like game like new games or different yeah. different things that people might not be showing you at your academy every day. Yeah, and one of, that's something that can happen a lot of times at academies. Like everybody kind of in ends up learning a lot of the same things, yeah. so you kind of get this similar evolution. And you so every now and then, you know, uh, I know we've been to tournaments before we've been coaching students and you realize like everybody's having the same problem yeah and like ah yeah. revelation you know like, yeah because maybe at our academy we don't uh like ev- nobody goes to like d-path or something like that mm-hmm. so everybody's getting swept from d-path and it's like oh we have to address that. that we have yeah. to teach it so that people play it and i think that's the other mistake too which is um you know you can get really a really hyper zoned in sometimes in jiu-jitsu on um Basically, like, this is going to work for me, or that's not going to work for me, or this is what I need to learn. But at the end of the day, like, the stuff in jiu-jitsu that is going to make the biggest differences in your game are the really small, like, really boring details. I mean, the things that I get better at now are the same things that made me a lot better when I was a blue belt, and that is, like, the little stuff. Really, really little stuff. Like, when, if you're getting your guard pass, like, don't let somebody get, like, get underneath your head. Like, that's not any different now than it was then. Yeah. And, you know, you get better at it over time. And you like. And I think it's just like having, like, solid foundation for, of fundamentals and not ever giving up on learning, like, fundamentals. I yeah. think that's something that um, in the last, like, couple of years, like, I'm like, oh, man, like, I didn't know, I didn't know that detail. Like, I love watching, um, like, my professor teach a fundamental class because... I will like observe and you even kind of can see the things that aren't said in the techniques like that I'm like oh my god like I wasn't doing that or like they say something a certain way and you're like that's so tiny but it makes a huge difference on like a basic choke. Yeah. You know. There was something uh, probably a month ago that somebody mentioned about a triangle choke. It was really really basic and I'm good at triangles. Mm -hmm. Been good forever. And it's one of those things where it's like nice it's brag, humble brag. Not even humble. <laughs> it's not That's even not a humble brag. brag. I'm really good at triangles. I'm really good at triangles. I dare you to try to not get triangle by me. See now, somebody get like I'm gonna smack you on your head. <laughs> slam. Back. Next episode, I'm just in a neck brace. <laughs> I'm just gonna slam out of every triangle. And this is gonna start to be like, who's good at triangles? <laughs> slam. 
No, but like, I think just, yeah, like I remember getting it, hearing a detail and I was like, oh yeah, yeah. And I think that that's the thing you, you want to make sure that you just, um, you're never too good to keep, keep learning those things. I think it's a mistake mm-hmm. you can easily make or like kind of zone stuff out and say like, oh, I know this technique or whatever. Um, and just learn to appreciate that. And I think, I mean, that's kind of the, I think that that's fundamental to just the conversation today is so many of the mistakes that you, you have kind of come back to just not being, not being like having a white belt mentality about a lot of different things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just being focused on learning jujitsu and just starting there. Like, And I think, um, I think that's something too that, that would like, it's hard for people to understand is just like to always be asking questions. Like I see it happen a lot where people, you get discouraged and I, I've done this in, in my own, um, like journey, but it's always, you know, I have you to like sound off on about things that I'm mad about, but you're always like, either like, I'm just venting to you or like, I'm not looking for you to fix anything in those when I'm like complaining about stuff, it's just like, I'll feel frustrated. Like this isn't working and whatever, or like just frustrated in a, whatever situation, there's been a lot of different things that have happened and I'll get mad about something. And then I let that like, and maybe it's not even, it's like with people like around me, but like not even like jujitsu related, but I let that like affect my my training my attitude about learning and then I start getting frustrated and let that build instead of like say like talking to my professor about like this is you know I'm, I'm getting frustrated with this position or this thing or whatever I'm or talk about like your training like what you want and being very upfront about what you're trying to get out of the your jujitsu um I think it's important to have those conversations so that you don't get frustrated by something or think like you know there's been plenty of times that we've seen people just like take something that happens on the mat the wrong way and then never talk about it and then they just leave or quit jujitsu and or quit you know whatever instead of having the conversation when it's like oh maybe like that was just a misunderstanding or there's things that you know as a professor and I know that most of the people that I've been around that are professors like if we're doing something that like is not like beneficial for you or like that you're like not like I don't know if there's something that I would I would be doing wrong I, I want people to bring it to me or if like there if I'm d- done something gonna like not like make f- make somebody feel included or whatever I don't know that's like you want to communicate yes, with your professor just communication and yes I, and I think that that comes back to um basically like you want to do a good job of communicating your goals because yeah. You know, if you want to compete, but you don't tell anybody and you're like, man, I want to compete, but no one's ever, ever helping me or whatever. You, did you tell anybody? Yeah. Or, or you sign up for a tournament and then you're like, ah, oh, they can't come coach me and nobody's going to come coach me. It's like, well, you have to tell us. And then you have to also like, you know, there might be other things going on like that day, but we can find somebody to make sure you're, you have a coach. But if you just don't tell anybody about it until the day before, it's like, well, you can't expect anything. But I think that another thing too that will happen, especially with students, is don't don't take things personally if uh, a coach is trying to push you or trying to yes. get you better. But yes. belt promotions is a really big one, yes. and I think that that's a mistake that people can make where they're like, why am I not, 
you know, you think it's your instructor not recognizing something about you or yeah. whatever. And it's like, maybe they're holding you to a certain standard or whatever, but it's okay to ask those questions. And you yeah. don't have to be like, why am I not a blue belt? You can be like, what do I need to work on to yes. be able to be like, what do belt? I need to do to get me to that next level? Like, those are good questions to ask. And I think that having that, that kind of communication, because, um, I think there's been a lot of situations where either my pride or just whatever has kept me from like communicating with my professors or whomever or just and it's um been something that's like definitely been detrimental to me like growing. And I think one of the things like the other side of that coin and this is getting outside of our mistakes I guess maybe a little bit but mm -hmm. um is if you are in a situation where you're like I just don't feel like I click at this place I love jujitsu but my instructor or the environment or something like that is just like, it's not what I'm feeling and it's making me less excited about jiu-jitsu and I'll probably quit. Mm -hmm. Like, it's okay. Like, yeah. you can leave. You're not trapped. Like, I think one of the mistakes in general people make in jiu-jitsu is just feeling like, I started with this affiliation coach this, at this school and now and I have to be there forever. Like, I have to be there forever. And that's that's not the case and i think yeah like so at the end of the day like so i think number one you have to talk to those people about like talk to your professors and stuff like first like see if there's changes that can be made if no changes are made like you have to remember like your customer like you're you're paying for a service so if you're not happy with the service that's being provided to you you have the freedom to leave and go and find a place that you can be happy and grow and I think that's something that people get really, um, I don't know, there's just like a lot of old school mentality about that type of thing. And I think even you can look at it beyond just business transactional and just say like it comes back to being happy. Jiu-Jitsu is something that a lot of us will do our entire lives and you know, it's something that we all used to be happier. I mean, during the pandemic and everything else going on, you know, it's been taken from a lot of people. And that's that's what people use for community, for social connectedness. Mm -hmm. And so it plays a really big role in people's happiness. You can see it as people are starting to come back and train. And so, yeah, I think it's really important for you to be honest with yourself about, like, what is making you happy? Like, are you happy? Do you feel obligated to train a whole bunch? I think that that's a mistake that we've, yeah. we've made. Yeah. Or do you feel obligated to compete and you don't really maybe And if you're somebody it? that's just casual and like you have people like telling you like you need to be there every day and if you're not training like like whatever it's like ah man like to each their own like if, if you like if you're okay with just training twice a week and you're prog you're going to progress a little bit slower than other people but um, don't feel obligated to do something that like is not within, you know, that's going to put stress on your family or you or whatever else. Or compete, like, or just, you, know, like, you don't have to compete. I think there's been times, even, you know, you put your name down to compete and, um, it's driving and, me nuts. I I'm getting eaten up by my dog right now. Come here. We're almost done. Yeah. Here, look. This is a little monster that's wants to be on the camera. <laughs> Yeah, and so there's, there's a lot of things in life that can grab your attention. And I think that one of the things is, is even if you're committed to doing a tournament or something, it's okay to be like, you know what, I'm not going to do this one because too many other things are going on in life. And if it's not going to be fun, then don't do it. Yeah. The, the thing is, is like, that's a mistake I've made. So yeah. if you're just somebody that's like looking for an excuse to like get out of it, like, hey, you need to push yourself. I think that's probably more common. For sure, for sure. But at the end of the day, it's about you being happy. And I think a lot of the mistakes that people make in jiu-jitsu, it's because they get focused on non-jiu-jitsu things. Yes. 
Yeah. And I think um, for me too, just like learning to not put so much pressure on myself when I am competing um, to where it's not fun anymore because the whole purpose of competing is like, I always tell people, if it's not fun, like, why are we doing it, you know? And I I love competing, but there's a lot of times where I stress myself out so much about getting preparing for a tournament or whatever that I just, like, it's not fun anymore. And I'm like, I don't even want to do it, you know? Yeah, and I think that that's probably the moral of the story uh, for this episode is if it's not fun, like, there's a good chance it's a mistake. And yeah. um, maybe getting a puppy was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seems like I right can't, I can't, I love him. No, but we want to thank everybody for, for watching the podcast and listening to the podcast. If you listen to this on a place where you can leave a review, that'd be awesome um, because those things continue to help us grow the podcast. Uh, it's continuing to grow, and as, as that happens, we'll, we'll continue to try to do more cool things. We'd love interaction from all of you. There is a text line on not-fighting.com. If you want to text or leave a voicemail, um, We'll respond, bring it up on the show, whatever. Um, so, yeah, do your worst. Oh, sorry, I'm really yawny today. <laughs> Thanks for watching another episode of Not Fighting. I'm glad you remembered this. Time. <laughs>